Hey, I'm just out shopping for my new wardrobe. See, today, it's all about the director. And all I know about directors, I've learned from all movies. Excuse me. Hey, yeah, do, do you have some of those puffy director pants? Yeah. Great. Also, I'd love a fold-out chair that has my name, and beneath that, director, printed on the back. Yeah? And a coffee! Every kid you and I know has a film they love. I'm Isabel. I'm ten, almost, and I'm from Dublin. Well, there was this film called Feel the Beat that I watched three times in one day. But yeah, I really like to dance myself. I'm George and I'm 13. The last film I watched was The Cool of the Wild, a film where a dog and a human go on an adventure to try and escape from the city and try and live out in the wilderness. My name is Mia and I am Nan. The film I've watched more than any others is Despicable Me. I like the minions and it's very funny. My name is Eve. I'm turning 10 next week and I'm from Clontarf. The film I've watched more than anything else is Hotel for Dogs. Other kids should watch this film because it helps them to like know what dogs are like and what they think about other things and what they think about humans and stuff. What I like to hear is just how diverse your tastes are. It could be about a dance contest, little yellow men, or dogs in a hotel. It could be animated or live action. But the one thing that they all have in common is that they have directors. But what do you think a director does? Hi, I'm Ava and I'm nine. Um, I think he like says, like, oh, cut, do this again. Or maybe sometimes he makes up a bit of the story and he likes tells people, oh, do this again. Somebody did this, can you do it again? Hello, my name is Woody and my age is nine. Yes, and Woody is my name. He goes up on his high chair like, Mr. Blue Man, you stand there. Mr. Red Man, you go over there and... Okay, action, then Mr. Blue Man runs toward Mr. Red Man, and they fight, and then it's like, perfect, cut! You know, that's what a director would do. They can be a man or a woman. My dad's friend is a director, but I think it'll be a bit fun to do it. Both Ava and Woody seem to have a handle on this. Usually, I start with Shah, but maybe today, it makes sense to start with a director. Hello, uh, I'm Frank Berry, and I'm an Irish film director. I've made two feature films, which are dramas, and one feature documentary. And the genre would be social realism. So they would be looking at real issues in life that we could uh, look at a world that is similar to the world that we're in and talk Baby, about it. You have more and more like your man every day. Enjoy. Yeah. It's good to see you. Though. You're grown up lovely. My first feature film was called I Used to Live Here. So that was a film that I made with a community in Tala and it's all about youth mental health. Did you hear about Joe Healy? Did you say Joe Healy? Is there something wrong? My second film was called Michael Inside. So that was again themed around young, young people. It's about a young man who goes to prison. So the film looks at how that affects him, what he's in there, how it affects the way he thinks and how difficult it is to be in prison. We won't be able for her. I won't be as bad as you think. The job of a director is telling stories with images. So it could be a big feature film that you might see in the cinema, but also it could be a small film with your friends and an iPhone. 
but essentially you're telling stories with with images and the bigger the film the more people there are involved a feature film that you might see in the cinema would have a lot of people involved so really what you have to try and do is explain the story that you're trying to tell as clearly as you can to all of those people and get them invested in the story and then you all they help you basically and together you 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 tell this one story but the director is the person who really tells the story and who decides how it's going to unfold for the audience and what the audience's experience is going to be there's no pictures without words first of course and for me i write my own films which is part of the process that i use to make films because what i do is i research a lot i try not to come up with an idea off the top of my head basically what i try and do is i try and draw on the real world life informs the writing i still read scripts from time to time but for me it's very important to go through that research i made a mistake stay away from hell i'm sorry That's a bit late now, wasn't it? When we got the opportunity to to make a bigger film with Michael inside, the big question was, can I operate in in this bigger way? I think the crew was probably around 40 people, not including cast. There was an awful lot of former prisoners involved in the extras and in the supporting roles. So on a busy day, there would probably be about maybe 60 to 80 people on set. What I found was preparation was the key. So... Just I, I, I really prepared a lot and then also just being really clear with everybody. When I realized I had a great team of people around me who were really invested and who were, who were working with me, then it all became about the work and making the work as good as it can be. It's incredibly important that everybody feels safe and secure and that they know what they're doing. So what I do is I, I, I try and be sensitive to where they are and what they're feeling and to try and help them in whatever way I can help them. That's what I'm there to do. I'm not there to impose so many kind of abstract director comments on them. You know, I, I'm there to, to try and help them perform, which is an artistic act. But you also have to know what you want and you have to be kind of strong about what you feel is, is right. Casper. Clay, Fisher, The films that really inspired me, I suppose, when I was younger to make these types of films were social realist films, a lot of British social realism, films that I could look at the screen and see a world that I recognised and that were saying something about that world. I just found that so moving, you know, a, a really, really moving experience in the cinema and it motivated me so much to want to, to do it. For young people who are interested in social realism, I guess one of the classics is a film called Kez, directed by Ken Loach. Usual difficulty over concentration. When I was young, mm-hmm. it was the closest thing I'd ever seen to real life on the screen. I wasn't even sure whether it was a documentary or drama. It was so real. What's the matter? Don't you feel well? No, sir. Young people are able to watch a social realist film and discuss the issues and are able to understand more than some adults think difficult subjects, you know. And film is a great way of discussing issues, you know. It's immersive. And if you see a young person going through a difficult time, for example, that you would, a subject you find in a lot of social realist uh, dramas, on the screen, that's not you, but you can identify with some of those feelings. That's quite a powerful thing. All right, here we go. 
The film is made three different ways. First of all, obviously, you have the script and you try and get the film as finished as you can at that stage in that you want it to make as much sense as possible and to work as hard on the script as you can. So it has a beginning, middle and end. It has well-rounded characters. It has strong themes. And you're just really, you get to a place where you go, yeah, I'm really excited by every single scene here. I want to shoot every one of these scenes and I'm excited about shooting all of these scenes. And then on the first day of the shoot, it almost goes out the window in a way. I mean, it's there as a, sh as a schedule, but essentially you have to create those scenes and then they can change on the day. You, in a way, you hope that they change in magical ways with the actors and all your collaborators. There's on average six weeks of bringing this script to life and seeing how it changes and seeing how it, it, uh, it, it takes on its own energy. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you very much, guys. Great, great work today. And then once you get into the edit suite, the script is, again, there as a guide, but it's essentially you're left with raw material and you have to shape it. And in almost every film, the scenes that you had planned in sequence on the script invariably get moved around. And you work with an editor who uh, will help bring it to life again and it changes again. The aim of the whole process is that the central theme that you had and the purpose to do this even before you started the first draft of the screenplay is really, really strongly present at the very, very end. But it's gone through all these changes, but it's essentially improved the whole way and it becomes this really, really powerful depiction of, of that theme at the end. You've got to fight back in here, Michael. My advice to a young filmmaker would be to practice. So to do a lot of filming and editing and screening to people and then starting the process again. What's really important when you actually do make your first film, let's say on your iPhone, and you show it to people, what's actually more important than their response to the film is actually how you're feeling about the film as it's as it's playing because if it's a comedy you kind of know that joke didn't work or if it's a drama you know that that's not moving or the horror that's not very scary and you learn and you go okay I won't make that mistake again and then you go and make another film and then as time goes by it's like anything you just get better as you go along practice is the key it's a really exciting job and it's difficult but if you find the right people to work with, it can be really, really enjoyable. Thanks, Frank. Directing sounds like a pretty huge responsibility. You're in charge of every aspect of the production. Frank's films may be for slightly older than some of you, but there's nothing to say that you can't deal with tricky concepts in films. I'm looking at you, Coco. Dad, will you stop crying? I'm not crying. I have allergies. <laughs> Good directors make movies that work for all kinds of audiences even if the subject matter is a bit tough. But what happens when a famous director, more used to making films for adults, decides they're going to make a film with kids at the centre? Sha? This week we're going to talk about School of Rock from 2003. It was directed by Richard Linklater. We're taking the Battle of the Band seriously this year. Good, because I need the money. You're out. You know what? I'm going to form my own band and we are going to start a revolution. The film is about a man who pretends to be a teacher so he can make some money. <laughs> but then he rallies the class together and creates a rock band from them. Okay, Freddie, that was awesome. You're rocking. But it's a little sloppy Joe. 
tighten up the screws, okay? The teacher is played by Jack Black. You might know him from the most recent Jumanji film, but he's also a rock star. He has a band called Tenacious D and he's been doing that for years and years. So he properly knows how to deliver the goods when it comes to the musical parts. This main character, played by Jack Black, Dewey, he has been living with his best friend and his best friend is a teacher. And by a circumstance where he picks up his phone and he's being offered a, a substitute teacher job. We pay our substitutes six fifty a week. Now, do you know when Mr. Schneebly will be back? Hold on a sec. Dewey decides that he's going to pretend to be him and take this job because he needs the money because he's been kicked out of his band and he needs to start a new band. Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. His main thing in life is he wants to be a rock star. He's not very good at being a teacher in a lot of ways. But over the course of the film, he he manages to kind of find his feet and decides that he's going to start a rock band from these children. And they all respond very, very well to that. And it's, I suppose, in a way that the children don't view rock music as something that's important. But actually learning any skill and banding together to create something is just as important as learning about anything else. I heard you in music class. You guys can really play. Why didn't anyone tell me? Really, he only starts to do the rock band because he's bored of being <laughs> being an educator. He's not into it at all. So he does it for all the wrong reasons, I suppose. But all these children, they're from different backgrounds. They all have different skills. But a lot of them, the reason that they're good at these things is that like they've been taught formal piano because it's important that you know how to play the piano. And this is something that I think Ned slash Dewey hones in on and goes, oh, well, you're, if you're good at classical guitar, then you can like shred a guitar and do an amazing rock riff okay give me like a like a but what he's really able to do and I think that's what, it, what why I love this film so much is that by doing that he shows the children that there's freedom in everything all the skills that they've accumulated that they might find a bit stuffy so like oh I have to do my piano lessons but then it's like well, your piano lessons you're able to be a brilliant keyboardist and you can play songs by the doors and that's what he opens up in them and from that it opens up a lot more in their personalities and how they choose to dress and how they relate to one another and also forming what's Students essentially a team So you're a band, but you have like a drummer and a guitarist and a singer and a bass player, but you also need backing singers and you also need a a costume designer and you need a manager. He does a really good job of identifying the really good qualities in these children that maybe might have seemed a bit stuffy, but he's like, well, you're really uptight and organised. So how about you're the band manager and recognising that in each other and respecting the skills that each other has makes them a great rock band. No! Lead guitar, Zack Attack. On bass, Posh Spice. Keyboards, Mr. Cool. Drums, Spazzy McGee. You three, groupies. The actors, they have double skills. So like they're all good actors, but they're obviously chosen as well for their musical skills. The director, Richard Linklater, he's made a lot of films for grown-ups and a lot of his films for grown-ups, they do focus on young people quite often. So he obviously has an interest in watching how people develop how children relate to each other and how they relate to the world, how they're treated by the world is the other thing. So I suppose in the case of School of Rock, this school, obviously it's giving them a very good education, but I don't think it's very interested in watching them develop as people and their characters and their personalities and letting themselves shine. And School of Rock is trying to show the importance of that as well. I can sing. All right, Summer, belt it. Memory all alone in the moonlight. Okay, 
good. I think this is a film that's for people who love music. I think you'd probably identify more with it if you were like maybe 10 upwards. It's not a musical, but like there's a lot of rock songs in it. If you like rock music, it's definitely one for you because the songs are brilliant. Like there's a lot of classic rock in there, but they also write their own songs and it's really good. There's not really anything in here that would prevent you from watching it if you were younger. I would describe School of Rock as funny, playful and raucous. If you want to watch School of Rock, you can see it on Now TV and on Amazon. All right. I can't agree enough with you this week, Shah. School of Rock is a modern classic. If you've seen Goosebumps or the latest Jumanji films, you know Frank Black. And this film is so worthwhile, whether you're a budding musician or not. Check this movie out. Frank talked about watching movies that are outside your typical selection. Well, how many of you have attempted to watch a film with subtitles? Those little words at the bottom of the screen to tell you what's going on when it's being said in another language. It was described as the one-inch barrier, the thing that stops lots of people from venturing further afield. But there's a world of movies out there that young kids might find hard to get along with because they have to read as they watch. Well, what if there was a way around that? Just before the first lockdown, we managed to visit the Irish Film Institute where they were screening Ilo's Journey, a film in French, but in a slightly different way. If you haven't experienced having subtitles read before, it's a little bit different at first, but just sit back and imagine that somebody's reading you a story and you'll soon forget. This is Hi, I'm Kelly Fitzgerald. I'm here in the IFI to do the reading for the children's film for the French Film Festival. Today, it's Allo's Adventure. So I sit in the back of the cinema and I do live readings of the subtitles as they appear on the screen. And this allows for children who are too young to read or for children who can read, but subtitles go so quickly, it might not give them enough time so that they can experience the film in the original language and also realize that subtitles are not a scary thing. I'm Alicia McGivern, I'm Head of Education at the IFI. I suppose our main ambition at IFI is to provide access to the best films around the world for all audiences, and that includes young people. So we think that we don't want the subtitles to be a barrier and the story and the quality of the film is the most important thing. So we feel that the reader makes a big difference. It bridges the gap between the film and the young audience. So we've used the reader uh, for quite a few years now. And families, while they're a bit surprised at the beginning, uh, they get used to it. And once they've experienced it once, they listen to it like a story, then they accept it you know, as part of the whole event. So it really does make a difference between getting films to a wider and younger audience. I have been the reader here for the IFI since they began this process in 2008. Sometimes they can be really quick. Years ago, it was a French animation and there was really fast dialogue and people talking and trying to help the kids know who was who. That was difficult. But no, for the most part, it's okay. Because you hear the original language, I try and keep it as emotionless as possible so that I'm only giving the actual vocabulary as opposed to anything else in it. My name is Oshin and I am nine. At bits you were kind of like, oh, what's going to happen now? And then you're like scared, what's going to happen? And then you're like, oh, that happened. And you get a relief, kind of. And this is the first time I've gone to a film in another language. It didn't really feel that much different to me. It just felt normal, like some other films. My name is Warren Davis, nine years old. 
Well, I went here last year and I watched Belle and Sebastian, so I knew what it was like, but still, at the start, it was really weird. I'm Julia White. I'm 14. I think it was a beautiful movie and the visuals were amazing. I'd never experienced before, but it was enjoyable. I could relax more during the movie and I didn't have to read the subtitles. Maria and I'm 12. Yeah, it was really good. I liked the way that characters made reappearances over and over again, so you could kind of follow their story as well. But I think it could be like a bit distracting if you were trying to read the subtitles as well and then they were reading them out. But I think you kind of forget about it towards the end of the movie. My name is Gavin Reddick. I didn't find it much different to like without. Hi, I'm Jean Mabry. I'm nine years old. I can speak French, so I understood what they were saying. I just listened to the French. Once people have taken the first step to watch something that's different, then they'll be quite open to it. And we've had some amazing films. Kids don't normally get access to them, so we're very lucky to have the chance to put them on. Hopefully the IFI is back open soon. Even though Ilo's Journey was a nature film, charting the story of a deer, it still had a director at the wheel, deciding where to take the audience on their film journey. A role that Sean Tracy is no stranger to. Action. This week is the big one, directing a shoot. The director's role in filmmaking is often quite blurry. No one really knows what a director actually does. Aren't they the boss? Here's my two cents on it. The director is the person that brings all of the talent on a set together. Every film has a talented cast and a talented crew, and it is the director's responsibility to bring these pieces together and make an impactful film with each asset. Okay, guys, guys, you guys are like a family to me. Let's do this thing. The director should always try and think of different ways to make the scene special. The director's main collaboration will be with the actors, so you can look at how the actors are seeing their lines and see if you can suggest anything to make their delivery even more powerful. Don't force things, but at the same time, do try and get creative with the role. You want their performance to feel as authentic and as impactful as possible. So what can you do to make that the case? Listen, what if you were to imagine you actually are a wizard? You can also get creative with the cinematography, lighting, look at each and every part of the scene and see how each can be used to bring this scene to life. I want super spooky shadows on Angelina's face. Guys, guys! Another thing to keep in mind when directing is to direct for the edit. This means that you should leave a couple of seconds before and after each line. This is something I always forget to do, but it's always something I tell myself to remember on the next scene. For example, if you have your actor say each line straight after the other, the editor will have not had any space to cut to when he or she is editing. Each cut will then feel quite unnatural in the final product. However, if your actor gives a couple of seconds of silence before and after each line, the editor can then cut wherever he or she wants to. This will not always be simple. For example, in some scenes, your actors will have to interrupt each other simply for the sake of this scene. But it is still something that you should try and keep in mind every time you film a scene. Okay, take it from the top, guys. And this time, be pirates. If you have a scene where two characters are talking to each other, have the other actor read the lines back so as the actor in shot always has someone to react to. Because if they're just talking by themselves, it's going to be quite hard for them to focus on their reactions. And also, it's going to be harder for them to remember each and every line. Line. My name is Inigo. Got it. The key thing when directing is to have fun with it. Filmmaking is all about creating something special with others while having fun. Try not to let any stress or worry stop you from enjoying yourself in the process of making this film. Guys, I, I know I've been a little tricky, but I insist that you smile! One way you can have fun with filming is by directing your actors well, while giving them time to understand what they should be doing. 
give your actors time to really think about their role and how they should play out the scene. We all have time constraints when filming, but if you have the chance to give an actor some extra time, don't hesitate. Listen, I told everyone to take five so you could get inside the character a little bit more. Ask yourself, what would a realized monster do? Also, don't get angry or stressed out over simple mistakes made on set. If an actor forgets a line or if someone misses their cue, there is always a solution to the problem. Understand that your friends might make mistakes during a scene, and that is absolutely fine. In fact, you'll probably make some yourself. Everyone makes these mistakes. The important part is learning from them and doing our best to not make them happen again. Let your cast and crew know that it is okay to make some errors when filming, and this will take the pressure off of the set. Nice voice, Martin. Oh yeah, sorry. A mistake I often used to make was that I was a little too bossy when working with my friends. When we'd be done with shooting, I wouldn't feel too good about it. But the more understanding I was of others, the better my directing experience became. Being a leader is important, but you have to give your cast and crew freedom as well. Guys, that was great! Ice pops for everyone. If you want homework, think about one of your favorite films. Who directed it? Find it out and then find other films they made and see what's the same and what's different. I think you might find a really interesting style that this director has. Again, if you want to be a part of Movies or Magic or keep us updated on your filmmaking or watching, email junior at rte.ie. Today, we've dealt with prison films, musicals and real life. All of them ultimately with young people at their core. So I suppose we should see if we can find something a little bit more gritty in the film pitch folder. Hi, my name is Sive and I'm eight years old. The film I'd like to see made is about a girl in an orphanage. My life is so sad and I am forlorn. And then this new person comes to the orphanage and she wants to know a bit about him. Who is this mysterious boy? Then the next day these people come and they adopt her. Come precious and be part of our lives now. You'll not be alone anymore. They're really nice and then they do a lot of stuff with her. <laughs> what a laugh riot that fairground has been. Now onwards to the water park. Then one of the days she goes to sleep and she wakes up and finds them dead in their bed. So it's kind of a murder mystery. Watson, the game's afoot. And she has to figure out, like, who killed them. Afoot what? Oh, never mind. Let's catch the culprits. The boy she meets helping the evil person to kill people. Yeah, you forgot to pass the salt on day one. It's exciting and sad when people die in films. I wish it hadn't been an orphan detective we got. We might not be alive yet. I'm looking forward to the sequel where we follow that kid into prison and work out why he really did it. Thanks, Ive. This podcast has been packed, and I'm just about to start out in my directing career, so better finish up. You couldn't direct a duck out of a paper bag. That's enough, Granny. I said you could play a part in my film, but you couldn't upstage me. Ah, yeah. Okay, recommendations for the week. This time, it's for directors as much as films. Finding one you like is like finding an author whose books you love and reading everything they've ever written. Firstly, a film. Frank spoke about how films can help us dip into tricky subjects. Well, try to find The Boy from Mercury, directed by Martin Duffy. It's the story of an eight-year-old boy who loses his dad but finds escape in pretending to be an alien. And now directors. There are too many to mention, but here's three to look up. The biggest director with the most films that kids can see is probably Steven Spielberg. Check out the Indiana Jones series or Tintin. Mira Nair most recently directed Queen of Catway, but she has lots of other interesting movies too. And finally, Joe Cornish, 
whose film, The Kid Who Would Be King, is a fantastic reimagining of the King Arthur legend. Bettis, he's got to see what I found. There's something written on the guard. Put it into Google Translate. It means Sword of Arthur. What if you're the only person who could have pulled that sword out? What if it's Excalibur? And, of course, my own directorial debut. Granny takes the stairs. I take the what? I can't do stairs, Nicky, I told you. I know, Granny, I'll get a stunt double to do the stair work. You will in my eye. I'm calling my agent. She's an agent now. Day one of director school, I tell you. Never work with animals. Or my Granny. Nicky, my trailer, now. I didn't order a trailer. I have no idea whose caravan she's just gone into. (laughs) 